So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello. Hi, Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode 11 of season four, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Chaz gives Branwyn divorce papers, Brittany and Ray meet with their parents, Kevin talks to Tiffany briefly, Taylor and Chance welcome Bobby home, Sean and Sarah get ready to have a baby as we see Destiny with her newborn, Brittany finds out Marcelino's up to much more than just messaging Amanda, and Amber finds out that she's having a miracle baby. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, Things are going okay. Yeah. Okay. I know you're getting over, you're a little under the weather this, this weekend. So I'm glad that we don't have to Definitely have like was. gross coughing, sneezing things to take out of the recording <laughs> this time. So that's great. Yes. Last week I was sneezing quite a bit. I actually managed to not sneeze through both of our recordings. And then that was just the beginning. And then, yeah, I, I feel like I finally started feeling better this weekend. Oh, that's good. All right. So who should we start with? Uh, let's start off with, um, oh, let's uh, start off with Chance and Taylor. So Chance tells the nurse that Taylor has been talking to her ex-boyfriend, Jordan, who we are reminded was an inmate with Chance, and that's how they originally met. And that is the reason he isn't sure the baby is his, and that's why he wants a DNA test. The nurse tells him that Taylor will need to agree to a paternity test, and it can't just be kept a secret. Chance and Taylor had a confrontation about their text exchanges uh, days before when he found out by going through Taylor's phone she had been talking to Jordan, her ex. Taylor defended her actions, saying she wasn't initiating the conversations. He thinks this is all adding up to cheating. Taylor comes back from the bathroom and Chance tells her he wants a paternity test and Taylor insists that she has never cheated. She's pissed off that Chance is even asking and feels like he's only asking because he's not getting his way with the whole wedding thing. She thinks it's ridiculous and embarrassing. In the car ride home, Taylor confronts Chance and tells him that what he did was wrong. Chance defends himself, saying she was shady and this is the repercussion of that. Taylor insists she is going to win because the DNA test will prove that Chance is the dad. Bobby is now coming home from rehab, and the whole family welcomes her home. She tells us that she may have relapsed because of the stress and change of having Chance around, but she doesn't want to say anything to Taylor because it's clear Taylor already blames herself for the relapse. Instead, Bobby assures Taylor that she is responsible for her own sobriety, so she doesn't blame Taylor at all for anything. Bobby is planning on moving away in three days, and Taylor is upset and asks if it's because of her and Chance, and Bobby says that she wants to give them space to move on. Bobby says that she's not going to be there forever. Taylor then tells her she's pregnant. She was hoping that Bobby would be there for her this time around and sober for this baby. Taylor wants her to have a fresh start, but she worries that Bobby's addiction will just follow her. All right, so there's kind of like two separate things going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first is that we find out there's uh, an ex kind of somewhat in the picture, but barely. Yeah. Uh, You know, at least if we're to believe what uh, Taylor says about it. Uh, Do you think Chance has reason to be uh, worried that there's cheating or more going on based on what you heard? No. Um, I mean, it's a little suspicious that she was, quote unquote, dishonest about it. But it's one of those yeah. lines that it's hard to tell is like, do I have to tell you everybody I talk to? Because that right. doesn't seem like part of a relationship. I expect that my partner will be talking will be talking to people at some point and they don't tell me about every single person they talk to. So like, give me a list of people that emailed you today. Right. That's not a yeah. reasonable expectation in a, in a relationship. And so what. The content of this email and the frequency of the of the email seems to be an important detail that we don't know the answer to. 
Well, I got the impression, well, first of all, to be clear, it was not text messages exchanged, but she did say it was email. And it kind of made it sound like she responded to him once. Yes, she made it sound like he sent me a big, long email and I sent him a big, long email back when I like, uh, let's update you with my life, which is reasonable for a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time, right? Right. But I mean, are you really supposed to be friends with your ex like that? Yeah, it, I mean, I would think it's courtesy um, to at least write back. So I agree with you that way. But I mean, I don't know. After she's updated him on her life, like maybe she feels a guilt, too, because she ended up leaving him for chance. Right. So I can also see like if he's reaching out with a big, long email that she would also just like reciprocate because she feels guilty mm-hmm. about leaving him. I can see that. I just don't see there's any evidence that there's cheating going on. Um, and that just like – and he wasn't even talking about emotional cheating. Like, wow, you're talking to this guy behind my back. He was right. like, I need a paternity test. So he right. clearly thinks she's stepping out on him and, and hooking up with this Jordan guy even though they sent – because they sent lengthy emails to each other. It just he, – he seems to be jumping to conclusions rather quickly. Sure. And that leads me to believe one of two things. One is that Chance is irrationally jealous person. Right. And the only reason why we haven't seen it is because there really was nothing, like literally nothing for him to be jealous of before this. Um, The other thing that I can think of is when people get that, like, I don't know, I don't want to say defensive, but that they jump to conclusions so quickly and they're so quick to accuse someone. It really makes me think that they're the cheaters, really. Oh, of course. And they're just going to try point the finger anywhere else. Yes. I mean, I definitely was like, wow, you know who I... I think I even said that when I was watching it. Like, yeah, you know who uh, Mm -hmm. overreacts like this to um, somebody talking to somebody else? Somebody who's cheating. Like, that's who jumps to everything else must be cheating. They must be cheating. Oh, they took too long at the grocery store. Must be cheating. That must be it. Right. That that is usually from people who are cheating themselves. Although, I think I I, I don't hate um, Taylor's alternate explanation. He's mad he didn't get Mm -hmm. his way. And so, he's going to find a reason to be mad at her. Like, and he, even oh, if he has yeah. to make it up, like, right? <laughs> well, okay. So a couple things. One is that he even said the reason why he went poking around looking for something in the first place was because he was very suspicious that she didn't want to have the wedding as soon as possible like he wanted. So I, I don't even know if it's so much punishing so much as that he just can't fathom that anyone would like think there was another right answer. Yeah, that's right? true. And so right, right, right. He's just like, well, I'm right. So I don't there must be something wrong if you if you know, you don't come to the same conclusion about when to get married and you're going against me. So yes, there, there must, must be, be something. Yeah, there must so be other suspicious. information that you have that I don't have. And I have to find out what that information is. Yeah. Right. right. And it, it definitely is that she's pregnant with somebody else's baby, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't also agree with Taylor in that she's not wrong. I feel like if he really had suspicions, he could have gone about it differently instead of trying to go behind Taylor's back. I mean, the only reason why he said anything to her face is because he already said it in front of the nurse. And the nurse said, you know, right. no, we can't exactly give a DNA test without the mom knowing. Right. So, Although, you know what? That was, <laughs> that was news to me. I did not know you could get the fetal DNA from the mother's blood. That was new to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, yeah, why are they taking yeah. her blood? And it was like, and then, and then I looked it up and it was like, apparently when you're pregnant, like 10% of the DNA in your blood is actually your baby's DNA. That's, yeah, that is really interesting because uh, I thought before they were saying it was like a danger to the baby. And that's the reason why people have right. put if you off- had If they thought they had to like go all the way in and get blood from the right. fetus, then yeah, that would be right. not great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or any kind of like amniotic fluid type situation. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that's how they did it in the past, and that was part of the reason why people were just like, oh, well, we'll just wait until the baby's, until the baby's here born. before right, we have right. a DNA. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that that was that was I thought that was interesting and news to me. But then when they went to Bobby, and I was confused because what room was Bobby in? Like when they had the sign for her, I because no, it had drywall on one side was plywood on the other side like it was like was she in the garage i thought they were putting her back in the house 
Right. You know what? That's the sad part. I think she was in the house and it's like, wow, your room's just as shitty from the garage as it is in the house. And that's sad yeah. that her room is like unfinished. Right. I, I, I don't understand what's going on with that house <laughs> at all. I, I mean, don't it, And I don't know if it was like that before. If this is just chance, like chancing it all up. Trying to make it better. Yeah. Well, I can, I can make it better. I would. This guy doesn't make anything better ever. Right. I mean, do, what does this guy do for a living? It's very much implied that he does some kind of construction, but it's like, does he really, though? I hope not. I hope like, he's good, trying to make me think he's a contractor. I've seen him work. Oh, my God. Don't hire that guy. Yeah, it's awful. I would not even be surprised if he's like – because he's said things like this, like, we'll knock down this wall and we'll do this and so that way the girls can have rooms. So I wouldn't even be surprised if he started his, quote, construction and then that's the reason why they have, like – crazy walls in that room now I, I would believe that yeah he does the demo and is like oh yeah well this will be real easy we'll just take down this wall and then it turns out it's like every job because i know that every job you do is harder than you think it's going to be like right. all of them right especially when you're diy yeah. and you're not like a professional professionals probably are pretty used to what's going to come they've seen it all before and this problem comes up mm -hmm. but i've literally never had a job that i did in my house by myself where i wasn't like god yeah, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And like, he doesn't, right. and I, I don't understand why he doesn't learn that lesson after you've failed so many times at successfully doing anything. Yeah. And also I could see that, you know, it's like if Bobby's going to rehab, like they might not have a clear timeline of when yeah. she was going to be back exactly. That's true. And so he might have thought he had way more time than he did. So I could see him just chancing up this construction, you know, and be like tearing down everything, thinking he had way more time. And then Bobby's like coming back. Faster. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Although she's not staying for long. No, um, I just I agree with Taylor that I get that she wants a fresh start, but it's like, I don't know, is she really surrounded by her drug friends or, you know, drugs like where she's at? Because it seemed like she was doing pretty well, because as long as she was like in contact with, you know, not in contact with the people that would, uh, you know, have her be using and she was just taking care of the girls and kind of like doing her own thing. I think she was doing OK. But it's like if you move to another town, it's like. Well, I don't know. I think like drug people just manage to find each other, right? If they really wanted to. And that, that's that's the part that as somebody who never, you know, bought street drugs or anything, I don't I know. Yeah. I, 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 when I live a place for a while and I have enough friends, I know like the friends that, you know, if I, re if I wanted to right now, I could, I knew the people I could call and ask and figure out where to get something, right? I would have no idea. <laughs> but, but, but I you think would know I have somebody friends that. Yeah, right. you who would, know you know recreationally use and probably could find a person exactly. Like I would, I would and it's like I how have, do they always find someone? Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'd be like, how I don't know if I was in Tucson and you're like your challenge. I will give you a million dollars if you can buy heroin from anyone. I would be like, I'm losing that million dollars. I have no idea how I to do heard this. That was easier <laughs> in some places than others. But I mean, my friends like tell me stories all the time about how they walked out of a club bathroom and some guy tried to give them like a bag of Coke. And it's like stuff like that where I'm like, that has literally no. never happened to me. How do you all find each Coke other? Coke is expensive. Why is somebody giving it away? No, no, to trying you? to sell it. Oh, trying to but sell it like, to him. Yeah, it's like I don't even understand how y'all find each other. Yeah, I, mean, I will say the one time, the one time in one place where I did have someone just randomly walk up to us and be like, "Y'all need some drugs," was in um, was when I went into spring break in Miami Beach, and a bunch of college students got out <laughs> okay. of a car, and some dude was like, "Yo, hey, I know why y'all are here. You want some drugs?" <laughs> like, that's the one time it's happened to me. Yes, but I don't think if I was in like Boise or. You know, I'm trying to think of other towns that are just kind of, you know, random places. It, Charlotte. Like, I don't know how I'd go right. about getting drugs in Charlotte. I don't even know how to get drugs where I am right now. I think maybe it just I have the look of a narc. Maybe that's what it oh, is. Oh, I mean, I, I definitely have it. So nobody yet. Yeah, nobody's offering. But I'm like, I I could call a friend to call a friend and get a, get a number, get a number, get a number. And eventually find somebody who would give me something, I imagine. I would be scared to do it. Like, but. I could I, I I'm confident in 
where I am, I could make it happen. But anywhere else in the country, I don't even no. Know where there's a dispensary around me? Well, I mean, I know where there's a dispensary because it's right on the corner, right there. Like, yeah, I can. I drive uh, past I'm... it every day. Um, but I wouldn't even know how to get like legalized weed around here. Well, if you're in no California, idea. you just drive to the store that sells weed and say, "I would like to purchase some weed." See, but that's like, the thing. I don't know where any of them are. How can you not know where? Oh my god, it's funny. We are, ours is not even like legal yet it's like on the ballot this november so it's gonna be like in january or whatever right but because i think it's polling really well but like mm-hmm. every there i on my drive to work i passed like five dispensaries at least like there's one and they all just like popped up as soon as we as soon as we had medical marijuana like everybody built them being like all right it's only a matter of time so we're gonna build the dispensary now and wait for the medical cards and let until we know we can just you know sell recreationally so it's like it's it's different, but I I wonder like how much of it is that? How much of it is when she gets that urge? When when Bobby going back to the show now, right? When Bobby gets that right. urge that yes. she's like, hey, I just want to I want to use, I want to get high. Just adding that layer of difficulty of not knowing who to call. Um, you know, yeah. is that gonna be something that that is that part of the reason she moves? Because if she's in Taylor's house, she knows exactly who to call to get what she wants. Right, right. When she when she has a moment yeah, of weakness. Yeah, but like I said, I feel like they just I don't know how, but people manage to find They do. Each and other, I'm sure there's right? people listening to our show who are not, you know, straight people like not straight, you know, lame-o people like us that don't do anything and like <laughs> narc like people. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Don't people just like I, I know exactly where to get drugs, but I could take 2 seconds anywhere and know where to get drugs. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. So Moving on to, let's go with another, where do they find these people kind of guy. Let's go with Kevin. All right. So <laughs> Kevin keeps on, remember, if you remember the last time Kevin was told about the video, but still doesn't seem to believe it. So he keeps calling Tiffany, but hasn't gotten a response. And again, claims he does. I don't know what all this is about. So they say he wants us to make sure he we know that this is the, something's weird with her because this is the first time he's ever chased a, fe- chased a female before. So he starts hitting this punching bag outside when he gets a text from Tiffany telling him to delete her number, followed by the video that Kayla sent to her phone. He tries to text her to say, what? What are you talking about? This is an old video, but she's not buying it. He wishes that Kayla didn't pull this kitty shit, and he tries to call Tiffany to talk to himself back in, but she does pick up, but she doesn't really let him say much before she hangs back up. So he does admit that if some dude sent him a video of Tiffany hooking up with him, that he wouldn't talk to Tiffany anymore. So he punches the outdoor bag really hard and then calls Kayla because at least he says it's because he wants to confront her about all the crazy. And he just, it would just be better if she just cooled it. All right. So we'll start there. Let's say he does meet with Kayla. Like, does he actually give her this? You need to cool it or we can't do anything. Talk or are they just going to hook up? No, they're going to hook up because this is what I don't understand about situations like this. It's like, why does it have to be in person? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's not necessary. Right? Like, yeah, you could have had this conversation with her over the phone. Like, now, the only exception to that would be if, you know, she's the kind of person that's going to hang up on him in the middle of this. Or she's very clearly distracted. Yeah. Right? But I don't think she's going to do that. She's way too into him. So she's going to listen to him, whether or not she lies to his face, because that's the other thing. Like, yeah, you know, this girl's crazy. So what is the per like crazy people can't be reasoned with. Yes. So you're going to sit there and tell her, like, this is what you're expecting. And, you know, you don't want her to do this anymore. And she's going to agree to it until she's doing the next crazy thing. Until she feels like that's what's going to get her back in. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. her only goal is, well, I just want to continue being with you, which yeah. we'll never understand. But OK. I don't. Yeah. There's don't so many oh, there's so At many this- people on this show that I'm just like, that's the guy? That's the guy we're really right. into? OK. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's at this point a matter of winning. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. I, I do think there is an element of she is um, – she really does like him. Like she – you know, it started off really liking him. But it's just like I think in her mind she's kind of also like if I could just eliminate the competition, then he would choose me. 
right? Mm-hmm. And like not realizing that he's the kind of guy that you can eliminate the competition. There's just gonna there's be more going, competition yeah, around the corner. There's definitely more competi- competition coming up for coming up there for there. Right. And so she just yeah, she thinks it's this one off, like I just need to eliminate the competition. He'll realize like I am the winner and then he'll be with me. And she and I think what's kind of sad about that mentality too is if she was to really win and she was to really get him. I think after all the fun and games are over, you know, anymore. she's going to realize like this is the guy? Yeah. This is all he's got going on. He doesn't have any yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think yes, and I think I mean, I honestly think that part of the reason that she can't get him and she can't win is because she's too readily available, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same way with you know. You see, you usually see this dynamic go the other way, right? The puppy dogging somebody mm-hmm. like they're there, they're there. He's like, and that's just like, you know, with a with a with a woman, and it's just gross. I mean, it's just it doesn't work. It's, it doesn't turn anybody on. It doesn't make them feel attractive. It just makes them feel like you're gross and you're creepy. Um, only yeah. Kevin just makes him feel like well, he'll still hit it, but you know. I don't want to like pick that as a girlfriend. I don't want to, that's too easy. That's just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, all up, all up in everything. But I mean, yeah. I, I just, I hope that we're done with Tiffany because I mean, I, I, at least he, he's just so weird because he just has those different expectations, right? He even said it. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, if some dude texted me a sex video with her, I would never talk to her again. But I think I still have a chance with her. It's like, why would right. you think that? You admitted that yeah. you would never talk to her again. He's like, I could smooth talk my way out of this. Yeah, he definitely has an inflated sense of self where he's just like, I think he I think he thinks he's smoother than he actually is. I mean, he seems pretty smooth as long as he sets his standards low enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, speaking of low standards, let's talk about Chaz and Brandon. Oh, so Chaz is telling us that he's been smoking half a pack of cigarettes from all the stress and says once this is all over, he's going to focus on quitting. He gets a call from his mom who gives him a heads up that she's going to send Branwyn a birthday card to his house. And Chaz tells her not to bother because Branwyn is not a good girl and we don't know how long this is going to last. Branwyn calls Chaz and tells him to meet her after Chaz has been sending messages for days without any response. They meet at the bridge where they got married, which gives Chaz some kind of hope. Branwyn struggles to walk to the bridge with her super tall heels. Branwyn tells us that she has had she has seen so many other prisoners move out of state and flourish that she kind of thought that that's what she wanted with Chaz. But he isn't the same person she thought he was and doesn't seem to talk to her about anything interesting anymore. Branwyn tells him he shouldn't have investigated her. She says that she doesn't have an ad and yells to defend herself. She says he's been sneaky and he doesn't know anything. Chaz then hands her divorce papers. Brainwin just says, okay, in response. Chaz says that she broke his heart and didn't care, and it's clear that he's trying to elicit some kind of reaction from her. Brainwin just says, yeah, right, and doesn't try to defend herself at all. Chaz walks away because Brainwin says she has nothing more to say to him. Chaz is reminiscing on the amazing friendship they had, so he goes back. And Brainwin says she just doesn't want to talk. Chaz tells her that he was madly in love with her, and Branwyn says his actions didn't show it. Branwyn insists there is nothing left to say, so what is the point of talking? Chaz says he will always be in love with the person she used to be. He points out how she hasn't shown him any kind of love or attention since she's been out of prison. Branwyn asks where her Uber's at as she tries to walk away from this situation. Branwyn says she feels like Chaz scammed her. Chaz tells her not to catch anything. He's petty and wants her to call him one day to ask for something so he can hang up on her. All right. So what do you think she meant by Chaz scammed her? Like, what is the scam exactly? Um, I don't know. Like, I I, I can't. I think that the, the one part of the scam was he pretended to be a loving, nice, sweet, caring person. Right. That would have mm-hmm. taken care of her. And then when he got when she got out, he was. I don't know. Like, I don't know what he what generally as a scam, you get something, get something. Um, yeah. Right. Like money, you know, in her case, possibly sex. 
something which happened once which happened once yeah, after yes. like months yeah. of trying uh of it so and being married and so being married the, yeah, yeah so yeah i think in order for it to be a scam he has to actually get something out of the transaction <laughs> right right it it was weird when she said that so it's like is there something else but even if there was something else i don't know if i'd really agree like believe it you know because i feel like everything she says is kind of a way to make her not look so terrible right like even you know when the producers were asking her you know the follow-up questions the questions that Chaz was trying to ask her it's Mm -hmm. like she still couldn't really give them a straight answer or at least it was edited to be like yeah she doesn't really know why she had her picture up on her friend's ad that was that was ridiculous. And like that to me, it was like to me as if I'm Chaz, I'm like, I'm insulted. You think I'm that stupid that you're that's, that this yeah. is what you're telling me. You're telling me that right. you made an ad for your friend with your pictures and then right. you then had a had an appointment with somebody. Your friend showed up and left a good positive review about being with two ladies. That's what you expect me to believe. Right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like, because as I imagine, yeah, like if, if I'm, I would be like, oh, the woman in the ad is not the woman that showed up. I still had a good time, though. You would have mentioned that part, right? <laughs> that this is not the woman in right. the ad. Or something. Because you think if you're yeah. paying, if you're paying for sex, you're expecting that person in the ad. Like. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I don't really think she's sober. She's I mean, not. I think production is trying to. Very not so subtly hint, you know, I think that's why we got that kind of drawn out. Like, here's Branwen struggling to walk to the place because she's like in heels walking kind of downhill. I don't think that was for um, drugs. I think that was for uh, she's obviously a hooker. Like these are this is (laughs) this is how I would identify a hooker in the city is by that. Oh, are they wearing heels that look like that and struggling to walk down the street with them? There we go. That's gosh. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know what she's doing and why she's trying to blame Chaz in all of this. Um, Also, though, Chaz, it's like uh, it's not that I sympathize with Branwyn at all, really, but. It's, but at the same time, it's like Chaz is just like, learn to let go, you know? Yes. Like, I know he's been the one who's like saying from the beginning, like, I just really need to make this work. And it's probably because he's thinking about it like, oh, God, this is my fifth marriage. Maybe. But like, that's that's a lot. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know. Because it, it seemed to me for Bramwin, it's like, well, you know, I saw a bunch of people move out of state and it worked for them, but it just didn't work for me. It's like, no, you never moved out of state. You were never right. you were never committed to actually doing the part that you thought was going to like be successful for you. Um, yeah. And so so she just, I don't know, it's just I mean, everything she said was just like so full of shit. But him, it's like, OK, you're done. Like, and, and, and he comes back after he delivers the papers. He comes back to have more of a conversation. What, what, what is this going to accomplish? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was pretty clear he was trying to get some kind of reaction because I feel like when people do that and it's not just, you know, Chaz who does things like that. It's like, you know, when people have like a breakup and it's pretty cl- clear that it's like one person still would want to try, even if they're the ones who like, you know, ended it first. It was like he wanted some kind of response out of her, right? Which is why they do things like say insulting things to them, you know, like you never loved me. It's because they want to hear that, oh, no, I did love you or something like that, you know, and it's like. Um, you know, I was in love with the person you once were and just saying all these, why, why do you even have to say that to someone? It's like, unless you're trying to get some kind of reaction to like, assure you as a person. Yeah. It's just very much one of those things where it's like, well, what what were you hoping she was going to respond to that? Like, what was, what was the hope there? What were you trying to get out of it? Especially the like, oh, I, I'll always love the person you used to be. It's like, yeah probably a pretty good chance right. she was never that person like and yeah. you just misread who that who she was like that's right. that's so you're in love with some somebody you made up in your mind like that's not then because i'm surprised she didn't say something like that i'm always been who i am like so i don't know who you were in love I'm with i'm so confused how she even agreed to marry him in the first place and went through with it yeah 
that to me, I still am confused by that. And granted, it's like she probably is in two different mindsets, you know, like on drugs, not on drugs. But still, I don't even I can't even see a not on drugs version of Branwyn like wanting to rush into no, marriage. It, that, that, to me, the other thing, too, is like but we, with the little bit that we saw of the communication they had when she was in jail, mm-hmm. he didn't seem like he was all that much different. Yeah. Like, I think he was still texting more or less the same kind of things. And it's like now once they were apart, you know, and, and he, she, he felt like he was pulling apart. Did he stop having any other conversations with her besides, oh, oh, I love you. Oh, let's have to him and get together. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh, do you love me too? Like that might have happened, but he's yeah. still been the same cringy dude like the entire time. Like he became oh, yeah, more cringy sure. later. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So speaking of things that were cringy, let's go to Ray and Brittany. So Ray and Brittany seem a little worried, and it's because this will be the first meeting between their parents. They'll be having dinner together, and when Ray and Brittany get there, Ray Sr. and his stepmother, Demetria, are already waiting. And they kind of start to wait for Brittany's parents to show up, and when they do arrive, Brittany kind of cuts them off at the entrance, um, and each of them, while they're talking to their parents, like, just ask them both, to, like, just be cool, right? Because And they definitely try to give this, like, vibe where... Like, Britney's parents are really bougie and Ray's parents are, like, more ghetto. And it's like, you know, oh, are they going to judge each other? Well, we already like, learned that, you know, Ray grew up in a nice home. Right. Um, but anyway, they pop the champagne and Ray Sr. makes a toast. And after the toast, Britney's dad asks to take Ray outside, where he asks Ray to please don't pressure me into giving him my blessings, <laughs> which was a really weird thing to take him outside to tell him. So anyway, Ray, Ray tells him he hopes that he reconsiders for all the reasons literally everyone has already expressed, and they go back inside, where production plays suspenseful music over what is a pretty normal dinner for the rest of the time, just like people eating oysters and stuff, like, like, anyway, so it ends with her dad giving a toast, where he finally gives his blessings for the wedding, and then it's hugs and smiles all around for everybody. All right, so do you think, I mean, my I know my theory on this. Are they just stretching for content and they were like, told her dad, like, just withhold your blessings for a while so we get a few episodes out of something out of this? I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's like, I don't know. I I could actually possibly see this being real. Like, you know, like you are going to say, no, I don't agree because that's your initial reaction. And then to say that you were wrong, you know, right away. Uh, So you kind of like, even though you kind of know like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, you know, like I painted myself into this corner. So I don't want to admit that I was like too hasty with my decision. So I'm going to draw it out for a while. But I already know like I'm going to give it my blessing. Yeah, I mean, I can possibly see that. I think it's more likely that they maybe I don't know that he changed his mind or he thought of that on his own. I'm pretty sure he left and his wife was like, what? was that you can't say no man like, <laughs> you're gonna have to go back and give your blessing you know that right and he's like oh, i'll do it eventually uh, fine all right yeah yeah <laughs> right right yeah definitely yeah for the most part they they really do come from like good families it seems like you know it it does almost seem like a weird anomaly that ray was an ex-con. Well, I mean, I mean, they, they, just everything that we've seen of his background well, and now. Except the part where his mom was murdered when he was a child. Like, I could see where that yeah. comes from. Like, that's definitely a traumatic experience. Yeah. It's going to have negative impacts on him as a child and growing up. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he seems to be doing pretty well now. So, I mean, good for them. All right. Uh, another group that seems to have done well after prison, but now things have taken a turn. Brittany and Marcelino. So Brittany is covering up the cam- all the cameras in the house because she feels like Marcelino is monitoring her when he's the one who needs to be monitored. Her mom, Cindy, is over, and Brittany tells us that she went through his emails the night before because he left his computer open, and she found that Marcelino is trying to have a full-blown relationship with his ex. She tells Cindy she's confused why Marcelino hasn't been honest, considering she has given him so many chances at and out. Brittany also found a Finstagram where he only follows local prostitutes who use Instagram for bookings. 
Brittany wants to claim the house because she feels like she made this a home. Cindy is also shocked that Marcelino has been screwing around on Brittany. Brittany then gets a call from her friend Sasha, who was her bunkie we met on their first and second seasons. Brittany tells Sasha about Marcelino's Instagram prostitute situation, and Sasha tells Brittany she has three more years to serve. Uh, Brittany is starting to piece together the timeline and getting more shocked and disgusted about Marcelino's actions. Marcelino is defending his actions because he feels like Brittany was the one who wanted Amanda as part of their relationship, but now it's on her terms? He thinks that Brittany is simply trying to leave the relationship and is looking for anything to find a reason. He's been staying at a hotel for the last couple days. He thinks that he has been supporting Brittany to get where she is now. Marcelino thinks that Brittany is the one who is messing this up. He claims he was drunk texting Amanda and it wasn't malicious. He thinks he has been trustworthy and can account for his whereabouts always. Brittany calls him in the car and accuses him of lying and hiding things. She brings up the Valentine's flowers and chocolates and the search for flights to see his ex and the sex chat room he's been in. She tells him to stop by and get his stuff and he just hangs up on her. All right, so who are we really to believe because it sounds like Marcelino is pretty much just saying that you know, none of this stuff is actually equating to cheating and they're just moments of, I don't know, attention that he needs when he's been drunk. Ugh. And then Brittany is making it sound like he's got full-blown side situations going on. Yeah, I mean, she has receipts, um, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I, 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 at this point, I tend to be a little more on to what Brittany is seeing than what he's saying. I don't know, but it's quite obviously either of the extremes right because mm-hmm. he's just kind of making it sound like what it's like he's making it he's almost making it sound like reaching out and talking to his ex and looking at flights and and you know talking to prostitutes on instagram and things is just like well that's just that's just basically porn right that's just i was bored right. and lonely and that's what, that's what men do when they're bored and lonely and nothing comes of that it's like it's definitely more than that but I don't know that it's mm-hmm. exactly like what she's saying, where he's basically, you know, sleeping with everybody, half the people in Las Vegas, you know, just every night out banging a bunch of people and moving moving around, you know, like the way she makes it sound. Yeah, but still, it is still really shady because um, so one of the things and to your point um, is I don't think he has been out and about like, you know, staying out overnight. I think there was that one time that Brittany brought up, but a lot of the times when she was piecing together this timeline of, you know, uh, trying to figure out timestamps, like when was this happening? It was like she was saying when she was sitting on the couch next to him. Right. He was messaging these people. Right. And that to me is a, a different de- uh, to me that is over the line. Like I definitely don't think watching porn is over the line. Like not at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even think you're approaching the line when you're like subscribing to OnlyFans and stuff and you're paying money for stuff. Right. right? But if you're yeah. having drawn out like explicit chats with other women, like mm-hmm. it's whether or not she's there, that is to me clearly over the line. Yeah. Like whether or not you ever actually were yeah. physically with this person or not, it's not acceptable behavior for a relationship. It's yeah, and it is weird to be like, yeah, while she was tucking the kids into bed, I'm, you know, basically sexting with this with this woman or, you know, having you know, phone sex chats with person like no, that's not that that to me does cross the line into what I would consider cheating. Right. Like the next step of this, I feel like the way this is heading is like, oh, I have a sex addiction. Which is not real. It's not in the DSM-5. It's not a thing. Right. (laughs) I know, but people use it as Right. And her thing's going to be – and I get where she's coming from too, especially because she's like, oh, you stopped having sex with me, your wife. Right. And we're doing this instead. Like that's not a sex addiction. That's a – it's something else you're addicted to because the sex was available. Yeah, and the other thing, too, she mentioned was that, like, he sent chocolates and flowers to his ex. Like, who does that? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's weird. And and she said he was looking for bookings, and I don't know. It just, But it also seems like I don't know that he truly believes he was doing anything wrong. Otherwise, he would have password protected his stuff, and she wouldn't be able to get into it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think people don't think about doing those kinds of things all the time. You know. Well, that to me is more crazy than the people who than the lack of safe sex that these people have. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm I, if if I'm not saying I would ever. But if I was going to cheat, I'd be like, I have a burner phone. I have another computer. <laughs> like, things. It's like I, I, I text from these places you don't know about. Like I would never buy. Yeah. Like how did she – I'm like, how did she find his Finsta? I don't know how she found his Finsta. It had to be – did he use his real name and his Finsta account? That's insane. Why would you ever do that? Like, I have no idea. She must have seen like his Instagram open, I feel like. Oh, it, it, and then realized like, could, oh, over to a second. what account is yeah. this? I mean I do have yeah. three Instagram accounts but – like they're all above board <laughs> like mine my coaching one and my uh and this one the one for the the one for the podcast yeah that we never we literally never post <laughs> yes. on i feel like if we cared more about you know lists like numbers of listeners not that we don't care about listeners but number of listeners then we would probably be a little bit better about social media yeah. but i think we agreed a long time ago that's too exhausting to keep it was up. i tried it for like two weeks and it was like oh my god this is so long <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot, so that's why we are very inactive with our social media. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So moving along, let's go. The last one I have is uh, Sean and Sarah and Destiny. So Destiny is where when we start, she is right now living with her mom and her three week old son River. She did have her sixth C section, which was complicated as she says but everything is okay now between mother and son so she really hasn't been talking to baby daddy jason much since he's back in prison he was still on probation for a burglary charge when he failed a drug test and now he has to go back to jail for four more years so he's not going to be as much help raising the child as um destiny was hoping he would be so it's disappointing because before he got put back in jail, Jason was really stepping up. He was there when the baby was born. He was really – seems like he was really willing and able to be helping with the baby. And Destiny says that she's trying hard, but it's it's really hard to deal with life on life's terms instead of just running away from her problems like she's always done before. Her mother, Denise, is just happy that she brought the baby home, which is not quite how she thought things would go down. So it seems like the other – I don't know. The implications seem to be the other five kids she has. She was always just like, I don't care, whatever, do whatever with the baby. I'm, I'm not bringing it. I'm not keeping it. So then it's time to switch to Sean and Sarah and their baby. They're packing to go back to the hospital and then get on their way. So it appears to be a scheduled C-section. And I've realized that because they showed Sean trying to put on scrubs for an extended period of time. Then we see a whole long <laughs> scene where Sarah's masked, where Sarah's, we just see Sarah's masked face while the C-section is going on below the curtain. And then everything seems to go fine. They show the baby and everyone seems to be happy. So it's a first for Sarah to have a baby where the dad is involved. You know, she has one other child and the baby daddy was not involved at all. So on the ride home, it seems like Sean is the only one that seems to be worried that the baby's head looks really uncomfortably lurched to one side. Uh, so oh, maybe, that's a better, maybe that's a better sign. All right. So here we have two <laughs> new moms and, and it, it, I don't know, it just seems like one of them has a... Much better situation than the other one. And surprisingly, that's the one who's married mm. to Sean. Like, oh, things. God, I know. And, and okay. And I actually really like Sarah. Uh, there's nothing, you know, that, you know, has been shady or anything about her. Like, she seems like she's trying to be a good mom. But come on, like, that baby's head all off to the side. Yeah. I mean, like, even Sean the dummy was like, uh, maybe we should do something to prop it up. Because aren't those, like, um, the, they're supposed to have like little uh, like cushions like in the seat belts, aren't they? Uh, like uh, wrapped around the seat belt, and that's what's supposed to like basically be a neck pillow for so the they baby. Do, they do have those, and so I actually brought it up because I had like I, looking at that picture made me go back and look through my photos of my phones of when I brought my my mm -hmm. my kids home, and it was mm -hmm. 13 years ago, so they didn't have everything they have now. Right, but um. What we had, what we did is it, it, there is a little like you could sell that baby had it. There's a little like extra thing you put in. Yeah. It's like a U-shaped thing around their head. But usually yeah. a brand newborn is still that's even too big, right? 
depending on how big yeah. the baby is. So we had like the the hospital towels, like we rolled them up into little like things and like stuck them in between <laughs> her arms. So like you had a proper head straight up when we brought her home. <laughs> so yes, I was agree- I was in agreement yeah. with Sean to be like, yeah, you you probably should prop that up there somewhere. Yeah, it didn't look right, but hopefully the car ride isn't too far, you know, from the hospital. Yeah, because so. they do. They uh, it's because they don't check like necessarily how you put the baby in the seat, but they do check. Mm-hmm. They will not let you leave the hospital without a car seat. Like, yeah, they're like, okay, and where's the baby's car seat? And you're like, well, I don't have it. They're like, then you're not leaving the hospital. Like, they literally will not let you leave with that baby until it's in a car seat. Right. Also, I feel like um, I can't remember very well, but I thought that the car seats are a little bit more reclined when they're like that small. Well, too. I mean, the other thing, too, is now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, where was the camera? Because the baby's. Yeah, because didn't it, it seem like, like it was like it was facing? forward facing, which is yeah. insane. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, but you're I right. Yes, like when they're rear facing, kind of they, like they lean back farther. Rear yes. facing and reclined. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Though I okay. didn't, I didn't, I noticed well. the baby's head flopping to the side. But yeah, that I couldn't see the camera angle where that. It definitely looked like it was front facing. Which, wow, that that is bad. <laughs> that is very bad. Yeah. All right, Sarah looks like a whole other person when she doesn't have eye makeup on. She really did. Yeah, it was like insane. I was like, wow, I can see where the mugshot is. Because every time they show her mugshot, I'm like, eh, it doesn't look oh, like gosh, her. She doesn't look like that person at all. And then without makeup, I was like, well, okay, okay. Well, she was both okay. without makeup and just pushed a person out of herself. So, like, it's never, yeah. it's not anybody's good look because you're like, you know, you're tired, you're bloated, like, it, you are just the worst it's probably like well she's pretty religious about wearing her she, fake eyelashes and she yes and uh her um she has very drawn in like eyebrows too. oh right 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 i think the thing that got me the most was it seemed like she had really big bags under her eyes which is like yes you would have big bags under your oh, eyes from see, being I, exhausted that wasn't even what i was I was like, wow, you could barely see like her eyes in general because I mean, she's very um, naturally. I think she's like a, a like a strawberry blonde, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like she has very very light eyelashes and eyebrows, sure. and so it's just like whoa to go from like you know basically drawing in those things to having nothing. I was like, oh, this is like a whole new yeah, person. De- I, I, she definitely did. Um, but then, yeah, ugh, man, that just seems. Poor that Destiny's poor baby. Like, oh my God. Like, it seems that just yeah. it's one of those things that makes you every once in a while we have a moment in the show where we're like, oh my God, the criminal justice system is just cruel. Like, this kid mm-hmm. doesn't have a dad now and isn't going to have a dad for the most important time. Yeah. A dad who is going to be involved because he right. failed one drug test. Like, and now screw that yeah. kid. Put his dad in jail. Like, it's for four years, like the entire thing of his life. And we don't know what. She just said it didn't come back clean. So we don't know what it was that he tested positive for either. Yeah. But man, that just seems like. It seems like you you could have like alternative solutions like ankle monitor the guy. Right. Keep him to the house so he could at least help. Now now that kid goes up without a dad around, without a second parent Mm -hmm. there helping, without the income he would have brought in. It's just like, yeah, screw that kid. Like, it it just seemed so much like, wow, this guy messed up and you're punishing his kid. That seems really cruel. Right. That that just seems like what they're doing. It's it's just, it is really tough. And it's like. Yeah. And Destiny seemed a little bit better this time. Like. She did. She was like, I'm not yeah. going to do. Uh, motherhood has finally changed yeah, her. Like but it. it's also because, as her mom said, she actually gets to be a mom yeah, this time. Yeah, true. It's one thing to give birth to a child, but another, entirely another to take care of that yeah. child. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Speaking of babies and children, uh, let's talk about Puppy and Amber, which is really just Amber this time around. So Amber isn't feeling very well, so Queen, who's her roommate, asks her if she's pregnant. Amber says that that's not even possible, and it's more likely that it has to do with her high liver enzymes from her past drug use. Queen asks her if she's sure it's not pregnancy, and she insists that she takes a test, which apparently Queen just has a bunch of stockpiled like pregnancy tests, so she tells Amber to take three of them. 
Amber says that this is uh, not the game plan and it's giving her deja vu to the puppy situation. Amber doesn't think she can get pregnant because the doctor had told her it wasn't possible after her last miscarriage. Amber knows she is high risk and she is also concerned because of her liver issues, so she doesn't want to say anything to TC, her boyfriend, until she sees a doctor. Amber is going to the doctor by herself where she has an ultrasound. It ends up she is pregnant and the baby has a heartbeat. She is about six weeks and four days along. The doctor says that her liver situation could get worse and potentially threaten her health. Amber is really scared for her life and the baby's life. After the visit, she calls her mom to tell her that she's pregnant. Her mom congratulates her and tells her that the baby is a risk, oh, and Amber tells her mom that the baby is a risk to her life. Her mom tells Amber that she would love to have a grandbaby, but not at the expense of her daughter. Amber would love to have the baby with TC, but she also doesn't want to leave him with a baby if she were to die. All right. So I definitely feel like they're building up a justification for possibly having an abortion, especially since, you know, this is the second pregnancy we've had in the state of Georgia, where we know at this point that abortions have been uh, banned. So I don't know. What do you think, you know, what what's the future? For I don't know. I, situation? It didn't because it definitely sounded like she was jumping way far ahead from what the doctor said. Right. Mm-hmm. The doctor's like, oh, yes. this could be a concerning pregnancy. We're going to have to keep our eye on it. And she was like, the doctor said I would die if I had this pregnancy. And it's like, that is not what the doctor right. said. Like we are yeah. jumping out like you are five or six steps ahead of the doctor now. But. And especially the way we saw, you know, TC last time being so anti-abortion, right? So pro-life that it's like, I feel like they're going to, yeah, I feel like it's kind of a move to be like, if I made this decision, it would be for my life and health and not for Mm -hmm. other reasons that, you know, people could deem less, you know, appropriate or less, you know, allowable. Um, so that definitely yeah. seemed to be where it was going, but like, oh, man, like, I don't know how you get all this footage of foreshadowing in the previous, like three episodes that Amber's going to be right. pregnant. Like, how did, they, how did they do that? Did they, did they go back and film the scene with TC? Like where he was like, I hope she's not pregnant. That would be, oh, I better get her on birth control. Did they film that after they knew? Like, how did they get this this footage from the other episodes? Yeah. I don't know. It's so crazy. And also, I think it's like, whenever she said, like, it's just not possible, it's like, no. And, and of course, as always, we love Queen. Because she's like, it's not possible. Yeah. She's like, did you have sex? She's like, yeah. Was. She's like, was it unprotected? She's like, yeah. She was like, then it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> 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 Which I, seems to be a yeah. conversation Queen has to have a lot, as evidenced by the random stash of pregnancy test she has just to give out to her friends oh i know right (laughs) yeah um okay so the situation with tc like i actually think that amber would have been perfectly happy having this baby if tc seemed more into it but i think after seeing his reaction of like oh god i don't want to have kids Uh, now yeah it's it's just kind of look off into space and go like oh yeah Yeah, I think that's why Amber's trying to, like, lay the groundwork of, like, well, if we need to, like, let's justify this situation. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's that's what it seemed like to me. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's just like, oh, my God. And the other thing that bothers me is, like, I just I want to get an episode of a show, be this show or any show where a woman is sick and it's not because she's pregnant. Just one time. That would be cool. Like, I'm not feeling real well. Do you think you're pregnant? I don't think so. Here's a pregnancy test. No, it's negative. I must just have the flu. Like, can we just get that once? This is every single time. Well, it's like I was going to say, not this show. We got a lot of pregnancies so this uh, many pregnancies. season. We got Poppy, Amber, Taylor. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Not even the – not the – yeah. Well, let's, let's be uh, – anymore would be worse i'm trying i'm looking at the people who aren't pregnant and it was like nope that would make this that would well britney's trying Britney's trying but i'm like branwood yeah. that would be bad like tiffany oh, and gosh. kevin and kayla that would be bad yeah like, oh god yeah there's just yeah <laughs> kevin already has a child who knows where the mom is in that situation yeah yeah, yeah. well apparently the child's an adult we <laughs> learned from one of our listeners <laughs> it's like 
Uh, I, yeah, I thought he was like 16. Apparently he's 21. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay, that's that's a little better. Like, it, some of those conversations seem less It makes less, it less, like, traumatic. less traumatic, but I would still not want to be a part of those conversations if I was 21 years old with my dad. No. No. At 21, I do not want to have a conversation with dad about he's how he's trying to cultivate a threesome. Yeah, no. Don't need that. Yep. Don't need that in my life. I don't need that. Oh, I don't need that when I'm 40 yeah. either. That's fine. <laughs> right. Okay. So out of, uh, we didn't see Deontay and Lindsay because they're, they're broken yeah. up. Yeah, they're done. So uh, out of the group we saw this week, uh, who would you say is your I mean, student of the week? I said it. She was good. I, I went with Destiny. Um, just for, mm-hmm. she finally at least sounded like she gets how life works. Like, she's like, wow, this is hard. And I just have to take it as it comes. Yes. And she wasn't like, she seems to get past the part where it's like, she feels like, or at least the, again, she, sometimes she talks a good game. So this could all be total bullshit, but at least the game was good. The game talk was good this time. She didn't sound like entitled. Well, I'm owed this for this. Right. Right. And yeah. she was like, yeah, we get a yeah. lot of that. And, and so, you know, and she went back to live with her mom and it's just, it, it, We'll see. I don't I don't have confidence as we'll hold up, but at least for this episode, Destiny was okay. Yeah. Um, I'd have to agree. Uh, but I kind of thought maybe Sean, just because it was like he was there as a father, and I mean, he's trying to be a good dad, pointing out how baby's head was like off to the side. I mean, it's not his fault that Sarah didn't believe him and he's kind of a wimp and doesn't just yeah doesn't just go hey, you know what I'm gonna fix it anyway feel I, I, I feel it. bad about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right what about uh, your nights I, I said Marcelino like just based on this is just mm-hmm. dumb shit like and it was it's one of those things it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna step out and cross these lines like this isn't a one time situation like there's whatever he was doing which right. was inappropriate no matter what it was was not a one-off situation and also that weird like thing like the, we didn't talk about it that weird phrase where he said like well it was britney's idea to want to bring a threesome and now she wants to set the conditions and i was like yes that's how yeah. it works i'm confused what you're just what right. you're talking about yeah 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 definitely um i went with chaz yeah, i, I mean yep. deontay kind of did this a little bit last time but it's like just trying to get a reaction when it's you've already broken up you've already established that you the relationship is over why are you going back in you know trying to get a reaction trying to even talk things it's pointless yeah oh, that's that's so why are that's you funny that because yourself, that's my so. my life lesson was was more or less that kind of same thing it's like once you've gotten to the point where you've delivered the divorce papers in a sealed envelope there's no mm-hmm. point in going back and rehashing who loved who and who needed this. This relationship's over. And there's 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 no yeah. point in doing that. Right, right. Uh, so my life lesson is uh, more aimed towards Amber. Um, it's, you know, like really never say never when it comes to fertility. Uh, you hear about these crazy stories all the time about women who thought they couldn't have kids and then they have like their miracle baby. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and I get I get that doctors say, you know, oh, very low chance or, you know, I feel like doctors probably wouldn't say like, oh, it's impossible they for you to have children unless say. the situation is impossible. Right. Like you didn't have parts yeah, like anymore. A, a hysterectomy is pretty much the list of what they would say. And now it's impossible right. like because they wouldn't even say they wouldn't right. even say it's impossible if you get your tubes tied. They'll be like, well, right, you know, right. There's a- yeah, like, oh, it's very yeah. unlikely. Like, I could see that, right? But she seemed to think, like, oh, never. Like, and in, like I said, this is not the first time you've heard of this. Like, maybe even in your own circle of friends, right? It's I, like, yeah, I thought it wasn't possible. Yeah. Right. So it's just always be prepared and use birth control. Mm-hmm. Like, you could get pregnant. If if you are not trying to get pregnant, if you are trying to get pregnant or it's okay if you're pregnant, then sure, why right, not? Right. All right. Yeah. So one more episode of these people. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. more episode? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I think sense. they said they did the. En- enough time for. Yeah. 
Yeah, to us to get a wedding. Yeah, well, I guess I assume so. But yes, we're going to have wedding and the baby's home. And then we're going to have like some, you know, probably closure scene from Deontay and Nicole before. I mean, not Nicole. Right. And, you know, what's her face? Lindsay before, you know, he eventually, I guess he'll hit up. We'll find out who's the daddy for a chance. Deontay will hit up Branwyn before next season starts, I guess, because he just needs to find all the broken up people. But like, yeah, so, but it seemed, they said explosive last episode. So we have that and then we get love during lockup back the week after that. Right. I don't know if Deontay would go for Branwyn. No, she's not blonde. Branwyn is not as small. Like, I think he likes petite petite girls. girls. She's a little too curvy for him. I can see that. I can see that. She's also older than him, yeah. which is not what he would go for, I don't think. But I think, like, if if she was just, like, a little bit more petite, mm-hmm. like, he likes them real skinny. Yes, that's true. That's true. And, like, small. You're like, Nicole was really short. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think short. You're right, short. Short and skinnier than him, which yeah. is, takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So, yeah, I that's the only, yeah. Other than that, I think, yeah, Branwyn, he would probably way into that. Yeah. All right. Issue was smaller yes. than him. All right. So we will see everybody yeah. next week for the finale. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds All right. good. Bye. Until then. Okay. Bye.